I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs with you here on a Thursday night, a happy Thursday night in Hawkeye Nation as the Hawkeyes Get a 77-62 win over Wisconsin at Wisconsin. A huge win uh, for a lot of reasons that, that we'll certainly get into. Uh, one of which, the Big Ten standings where Iowa now uh, takes that that game from Wisconsin. Uh, secures itself in the fourth spot of the Big Ten standings. Uh, and you know now has a chance to make a run here in the final few games. Really a uh, a good all-around game tonight. Not perfect by any means, and Wisconsin made their run in the second half. Uh, but Iowa able to pull away, and, and just a great game from Luca Garza, another great game from Joe Wieskamp, and then a little bit uh, from everybody beyond that. You know, nobody else had double digits outside of those two, but nobody else really needed, needed to. All nine guys who played scored, uh, and all nine played pretty well and and even the guys who kind of had a tough offensive night like Keegan Murray who was one of five from the field and just kind of looked off offensively tonight uh got caught up under the rim a couple of times gave the ball away a couple of times he had 12 rebounds uh so he made a huge impact had a lot of energy I really liked his energy but 12 rebounds that's his first uh, double digit rebound game as a Hawkeye uh, Jordan Bohannon, who was scoreless like halfway through the second half, maybe even later than that, uh, ends up with six points, three at the free throw line, which is where he is so money and, and why he's so important to be in the games late. And then got that nice three, that late three, the kind of dagger three at the end of the game there. But Bohannon had no turnovers and, and five assists. He had a steal and three rebounds. Didn't have his best game offensively, certainly, but... I'm fine with him playing as many minutes as he did and contributed when Garza and Wieskamp are doing what they're doing and when the defense is able to hold the other team to just 62 points and uh, and some really bad shooting. 62 points when Brad Davison had a really good night from three. I mean, I ended up 5 of 8, was 4 of 5 at one point and scored 15 points. When Micah Potter had 23 points for the Badgers, uh, that's more than a third of, of their total output. So a good defensive game for the Hawkeyes, and you know more important than anything, maybe a, a third decisive win in a row after losing four of five and kind of really it was really gut check time going into that game against Rutgers, and this is not Iowa's sixth win against a ranked team, including two of the last three. Rutgers was ranked 25th when Iowa played them. Wisconsin was ranked 21st tonight. Will I? I don't think Rutgers is ranked anymore. Will Wisconsin be next week? Probably not, uh, but these are big games. These are good games. These are road. These last two have been road 
Big Ten games in tough places to play. And I understand the, the crowd isn't there. It's not the same. But to win by 30 in Breslin and to win by 15 in the Cole Center, that's good any season, no matter how you know, no matter how, no matter how down those programs are, no matter that Iowa has the best player in the country, and no matter how few people are in the stands. Those are wins that you don't get all that often. Certainly not back to back, and uh, and so you got to enjoy these when you can. Speaking of that, like it's just we just got to enjoy what we're seeing, and and I'm 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 worried about myself that I'm not enjoying it enough. I don't appreciate Garza and what he has done enough. I don't appreciate what he means to this team. I certainly don't appreciate Joe Wieskamp enough, and I'm worried that I won't get a chance to fully appreciate him as a senior because the way he's playing right now and has been playing really this entire Big Ten season, certainly these last handful of games, uh, he's making a case for moving on to the next level after this year, especially if Iowa can make some noise in the tournament and uh, and he can have some big games on national TV against high quality opponents, you know, those are the that's that's when guys can really improve their draft status and Joe Wieskamp is having the type of season where he could go into these this NCAA tournament, this Big 10 tournament even and have some really big games and and lead Iowa to some really really big wins. So it's all good right now. All good things. The Hawkeyes improved the ten and five in the Big Ten, and as I said, that puts them squarely in fourth place behind Michigan, Illinois, and Ohio State. Ohio State eleven and four, Illinois eleven and three, Michigan nine and one, uh, and then below Iowa, Purdue at nine and six, Wisconsin now at nine and seven, and and Rutgers. And Iowa has the tiebreaker over a couple of those teams. Obviously, uh, will end the season at home against Wisconsin, and what. What will be on the line in that game is is yet to be seen. It could be for that four spot. Uh, it maybe won't be. I'm not sure who Wisconsin has coming up here in these next, uh, you know, in in the interim here between these two Iowa Wisconsin games. Um, but they're 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 not playing great right now. Wisconsin isn't. They've had a a rough little stretch. They you know beat up on Nebraska, but lost to lost to Illinois. Uh, dropped one to two to Penn State, um, and then obviously lost to Michigan and lost to Iowa, and so Wisconsin's kind of uh, hitting the skids at the wrong time for them. Iowa seems to have righted the ship at just the right time, and now we wait and see what happens. Um, Sunday against Penn State is the next game on the schedule. Will the Nebraska game get slotted in? into that week sometime. I think it's likely. I think that's the obvious choice. Why it hasn't happened yet or why it hasn't been scheduled yet, I'm not sure. Fran McCaffrey seems very confident that it will be scheduled. But Nebraska's had to fill a lot of their their time with makeup games and uh, the the time is dwindling away here. So it'd be nice to get that game against Nebraska because I think that's clearly going to be a win for the Hawkeyes. Um, And it's always nice to beat Fred Hoiberg. We'll see when and if that game ultimately gets rescheduled. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. So let's go through the box score just a little bit here again. Luca Garza 
a big night. 30 points for him. He is now just 14 points away from becoming Iowa's all-time leading scorer. Uh, For him to be able to do this in the middle of February of his senior season is ridiculous. Um, He... I mean the the superlatives we can heap on him, the hyperbole talk, the hyperbole we can use with him, um, it, there's just no limit to it. Our kids will think we are making this up when we talk about how good Luca Garza was his final two seasons at Iowa. It'll feel like a tall tale. It'll feel like a legend. The good thing is we're at a time now where these games will all be on YouTube. These Box scores will all be available on ESPN.com or wherever else. Uh, these podcasts that I'm recording will you know, live on for better or for worse. And so we will have uh, good records of the fact that Luca Garza is actually doing this. But for him to have the kind of game he had tonight on the stage he had it tonight and, and on ESPN with Dickie V doing the game, that's still a big stage. And for the last couple of games, he'd been off a little bit. Just eight points and eight rebounds in a blowout win against Michigan State. You started to even kind of wonder, okay, is he off a little bit? And then how how much does Iowa need him if they can blow out Michigan State on the road without him playing his best game? Obviously, Iowa needs him a lot, and they need, they're going to need him to play his best games. And, and we saw reasons for that tonight. But he has solidified his case once again as not only Big Ten Player of the Year, but National Player of the Year. Sumo from Illinois is a great player, and he's had some really good games and some clutch moments and some big spots, and he was able to do it at a time where Luka Garza wasn't having his best games of the season, and Illinois beat Iowa, right? And so a lot there was a lot of chatter, a lot of talk, uh, not just locally but nationally, about is Luka Garza's lead slipping? Is this foregone conclusion um, less certain than we all thought it was? And I think going into tonight, those were legitimate questions. I don't think they are anymore. They can crop up again, certainly, if Luka Garza hits the skids and AO or, or other people around the country you know, have big, big games. But at this point, Luka Garza is just so consistent, you can kind of expect him to do what he does. And I think we all now expect him to become Iowa's all-time leading scorer on Sunday evening against Penn State. And what a moment it's going to be when it happens. Um, if only we could all be there in Carver to to properly celebrate him. You know, it's going to be fun. At some point, he, he will come back and we'll be able to give him the kind of event that he deserves. We'll be able to just stand and cheer him for minutes on end and kind of make up for all this lost time of of not really being able to celebrate him the way we all want to in his senior season. Eight rebounds for Garza, four of six from three point. That's another thing. There was one of those three point shots where I was just watching him the whole possession. He's just running, running, running. He's moving, moving, moving. He's setting screens and his guys staying with him for the most part. And then the guy sags off him for a second and Garza steps out and hits a three. And it's just got to be so demoralizing to play defense against him. 11 of 19 from the field, four or five from, from the free throw line. Again, eight rebounds, two assists, and 30 points for Luka Garza. Joe Wieskamp is just on a tear. 17 points tonight, five of six from three. And he is shooting the three as well as anybody ever has at this point. I mean, 10 games in a row. Or, or in the last 10 games, he's something like 65% from three. It's it's something ridiculous. I don't have the stat right in front of me, but it's it's kind of wild how well he's shooting the ball. And then it's it's providing confidence, right? And he's shooting with more confidence. He, the, he had one of those shots tonight where it was just in rhythm, 
and it was he wasn't hunting for a shot, but he's confident enough to take the shot, and he made it, and it was huge, um, and that was a lot of fun. He had eight rebounds. He's been big there. Got his third foul pretty early in the second half and, and ended with just three, but did have four turnovers. So not a perfect game uh, from Joe Wieskamp, but a, a very, 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 very good game. Another very good game from him. CJ Frederick had a, a nice game. Didn't think he was going to play. All the chatter was that he wasn't going to play, um, and and he did. He started, played a lot, uh, hit a really big three at the end of the half to, to balloon the lead from six to nine. I think that was a big, big momentum thing uh, because Iowa had really kind of let Wisconsin back in the game. Iowa should have put this away in the first half and wasn't able to. That three at the end of the half was big. Uh, just five points for him, but four assists and, again, no turnovers for C.J. Frederick. And I think he played like 31 minutes and didn't look tired, didn't look limpy. So really good to see that out of him. It's just going to be an up-and-down thing with him all season. Connor McCaffrey, four points. Jordan Bohannon, six points. Talked about him a little bit earlier. Same with Keegan Murray, who had five. Uh, Patrick McCaffrey had a couple of points. Jack Nungy, six points. And- two rebounds, had a really big and one for Nunji, and then that banked in three, which was fun to see. Um, and that was a part of a big, big run for the Hawkeyes to um, kind of answer the ultimate run from Wisconsin and, and put this game away. And I kind of want to go through the play-by-play there and look at uh, at exactly what happened when Wisconsin got it down to four. And then Iowa able to balloon it back up to double digits pretty quickly, even though Brad Davison was on fire from three. He hit three threes early in the second half, those first – you know, 10, 11 minutes of the second half. And, uh, I mean, if he hadn't done that, Iowa wins this game by 30. Joe Toussaint didn't play all that much. Two points, uh, a turnover, and, and an assist. I think he got that turnover. He got pulled out and, and kind of sat on the bench for the rest of the game. Uh, but overall, a really, really good game for the Hawkeyes. Let's do that right now. I want to go back and, and look at the play-by-play because, again, Iowa had a nine-point lead at the half and and ballooned it to uh, uh, 13. Yeah, they were up 13 with 17 minutes left. Um, I guess it was 16 before that. So Garza hits a jumper with 17-22, and Iowa's up 16. And this is in the second half. And then Iowa goes cold. They they miss 10 of 11 shots, and Wisconsin starts to look good. Iowa's defense kind of folded a little bit, and, and Wisconsin got right back in this game. And um, Trice made a layup with 10 and a half minutes left to bring Wisconsin back within four. It was 47-43 at that point. And that was as close as it got because Joe Wieskamp did what he does, and he got inside made that layup. He stopped runs all night long, and that was fun. Brad Davidson answers that with a three, and so there's the closest it is. They were within three with just over nine minutes to go, but then Luca Garza makes a jumper. He gets that and one. That was a huge answer to uh, the Davison three. And then Nunji hits that banked in three. Davison answers with a three. Wieskamp hits that three. Davison answers with a three. Wieskamp hits another three, and I was up by nine, and it really started to feel like, okay, they're, they're pulling away. And Murray hit a couple of big free throws. Garza hits a three, and all of a sudden we're up 12, and it kind of felt like the game was over. Uh, Luca Garza hit, hit another couple of shots down the down the stretch, and um, just a, a really really good answer for the Hawkeyes there. It was scary for a minute. Momentum had shifted. It felt like Wisconsin had found something, and Iowa had lost something. And then, you know, you get it to the guys like Wieskamp and Garza to balloon that lead back up to to double digits and. That was a lot of fun to to watch that happen that last 10 minutes of that second half.
All right, quickly go through the uh, team stats here. Iowa shot 51% from the de- for, from the field. Wisconsin just 30%. Wisconsin took 70 shots in this game. 70 shots to Iowa's 51. A lot of offensive rebounds. There was one possession where Wisconsin missed four threes and still got the rebound, got the fifth rebound or whatever, and and got fouled. It was it was crazy. Um, 34 threes Wisconsin took. Made just 13 of them. I was 12 and 19 from behind the arc. Uh, the free throw line, Iowa shot okay, 13 and 19. Not great, but but okay. Iowa out-rebounded Wisconsin, and that was big, but the offensive rebounds weren't close. The Badgers had 17 offensive rebounds to Iowa 7. That's an issue, and it's something that, that needs to be cleaned up, and it's something that has and will continue to bite Iowa. But, you know, in a game where you win by 15, you're kind of nitpicking if you get too upset about some of that stuff. Iowa had 11, uh, 11 turnovers, which, again, is uh, an unusually high number for this team. Not terrible. They had six, I think, in the first half. Uh, Wisconsin had none in the first half, and that's why they were able to keep it under double-digit lead uh, even though they were not shooting well in the first half. But they, they ended up with five turnovers, so I think both teams had five in the second half. And, um, and yeah, that's kind of the tale of the tape. So up next for Iowa, Penn State, Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon. It's a 4 o'clock tip uh, at home. That w- Again, assuming that Nebraska game gets put in there somewhere, you have to think, you have to like Iowa's chances to run this to at least a five-game winning streak if that Nebraska game is played. That would improve them to 12-5 and five going into those final three games. And that last week of the season that we've had circled all year long, how much will it mean? I don't know. It's not going to mean a Big Ten championship. But could Iowa get up to a, a two or three seed in the Big Ten tournament? And if they do, what does that mean for the seeding? Because that, that's really what it's all about now is that NCAA seeding. You, you don't want to drop to... You really don't want to stay. I think they were on the four line, correct? When the the committee put out their their uh, you know projections or you know where where things stood at the moment. You don't want to be in the four. You know you you want to try to get up a little higher than that. Um, I think two is probably the ceiling for this team, and a six is probably the floor. So we'll see. But you really have a big opportunity with that Sunday game um, a week from Sunday at Ohio State. And then you're at Michigan Thursday and home against this Wisconsin team uh, that final Sunday of the regular season heading into the Big Ten tournament. So big opportunities here for Iowa. You have to like how they're playing right now. You have to think that they are peaking at the right time, hopefully. Uh, this certainly doesn't feel like there's going to be a fade of any sort. Could it happen? Sure. Uh, I don't expect it to happen. And, you know, losing, let's just put this out there now too. If you lose to Ohio State and Michigan, that's not a fade. All right. If you lose two of your last five games, that's that's far from a fade, especially if you get that double bye in the Big Ten tournament. It's a good night. Uh, I love beating Wisconsin. That was always that's always fun. It's always fun to beat Brad Davison too. Can't stand that guy. Uh, but either way, a fun night. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy this weekend. Also, if you didn't catch the Iowa women's game against Penn State. Uh, what a comeback in the second half. And Caitlin Clark with 32 points, 17 of those in the second half. She is incredible. If you're not paying attention to this Hawkeye women's team, you need to. Thank you so much for listening. Go Hawks.